Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, the MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to MedterraCBD.com and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% off your order. And new this week, we've also got Patched MX. If you're not already following Patched MX on Instagram, you need to go ahead and do so. If you, uh, I can't believe you're not already. But you can also go to their website and enter BIGMX15 to save 15% every time you go to Patched MX and get those awesome butt patches. Because I don't know about you, but when I have a butt patch on my on my, my gear, it just seems that more much more legit when I'm going racing. And we want to take our racing seriously here with BIGMX Radio podcast. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, he is an absolute rising star in the sport of motocross. He's been making some serious moves, making some noise, and uh, and passing some of those big factory boys as well when it comes to uh, the 250 class outdoors. He's in his rookie season. He's uh, used to that number 29, and he's going to have to do some serious work before he makes that a permanent number. He's currently number 291 in your program, but likely after this interview, he'll be number one in your hearts. We're talking about Zane Merritt. Zane, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Just, uh, just getting some work pre- or getting some stuff all prepped up, getting ready to leave to go to Unadilla this weekend. Yes, sir. And how about that intro? Hey, man, that was that was a pretty killer intro. I uh, I heard that you were sponsored or the radio show uh, Big MX Radio is sponsored by CBD Company. Yes, I sir. myself is sponsored by CBD. Yeah, and, you're with uh, Humblebee, I, I believe. It, um, yes, sir. Tell, tell me a little bit about Humblebee. Obviously, we, we both use CBD. Uh, I, I, I use uh, Medterra. They're, they uh, approached me a few months ago to start working together. I know uh, you work with Humblebee as well as, I believe, uh, maybe a fellow Texan in uh, uh, Cheyenne Harmon, who uh, you probably know quite well, is also with Humblebee. Uh, tell me a little bit about working with those guys and some of the benefits that you've gotten from uh, working with CBD. Yeah, so I work with uh, Taylor Painter and Josh over at Humblebee. Um, I use the uh, liquid drops, uh, the tinctures under my tongue. I throw it in my coffee. I drink coffee every morning. I throw nice. it in the protein shakes. Um, throwing it in all that doesn't really do as much benefits as just taking it itself. Um, I also, I like to use the rub on my arms, my forearms. Uh, they help reduce arm pump, for me at least. Uh, I know everybody takes everything differently, and uh, some people don't get the side effects or the uh like the cure or whatever you really want to technically call it but i just know i use it for those and it benefits myself and uh benefits my writing style it keeps me all humble smooth um and i know how sometimes we get a little wild up there so absolutely do and with that hair one can only imagine that you were born a little bit on the wild side my friend uh probably one of the uh most uh like one of the more photogenic uh guys in the privateer pits would you agree with that <laughs> for sure i uh i mean i'm looking for a hair sponsor you know if you know anybody that's willing to throw up a little bit of products i'll be definitely willing to do a hair sponsor i could definitely help out the hair uh the hair community <laughs> fair enough you should maybe uh doing it for uh, head and shoulders as a title sponsor for 2000 and uh 2020 but uh let's talk about 2019 let's talk about an athlete who's now made 
his pro debut. He's he's making moves. He's training. He's pushing the limit every single weekend. Uh, all all of the nationals. Although I can't remember if you've hit all of them, but uh, maybe we could talk about that a little bit more. But uh, Zane Merritt, you have absolutely made a name for yourself in throughout these nationals and and of course uh like moving into 2020 supercross is really where you'll have to make a statement for some of these teams to pick you up and uh, uh and take a second look but at the very least i believe you've you've turned some heads this summer you've definitely had some pro guys and some uh factory guys shaking their heads uh when you're able to uh go move past some hair and all tell me a little bit about your 2019 pro debut how this season has gone for you and some of the work that you've been t- putting in to get it yeah so um we'll just start off like you said with the pro debut uh we drove up to california me my mechanic and my filmer so we drove up the motorhome we got to california and uh i I, uh, trained at qmr with uh kyle regal and ben lemay and the whole crew um so we didn't really exactly had like a uh like a stepping point on where we're going to qualify or where we're going to finish or anything like that First off, uh, the first round, we just want to get the jitters out. We wanted to qualify and finish both motos. That was that was the goal. I didn't really have, like, a position goal. And then once I noticed that I came from dead last all the way to 24th and my very first ever pro outdoor national, not, not including I qualified 19th, whenever I qualified 19th and I got back to the pit, I was mind-blown that I did that. I understand I wasn't B-practiced, but – Normally, B practice is a little bit harder. Uh, that race was a little bit easier, but I backed it up with my second division practice as qualifying even better than my first one, which is good. And then second moto, I fell with Chase Sexton on the start. Um, I hit his rear wheel, and it just kind of I like uh, went over and fell over in the mud. And then I worked all the way up to 14th past. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I passed uh, Jordan Bailey and Shane McGrath for 14th. And then going to going towards the finish line, I tipped over and I just couldn't. Like I was trying to walk up the hill, super muddy. I was down for so long. I want to say like three to four minutes. I was down. I went pretty far back, and then I just worked myself up to twenty uh, third. So for a rookie race, twenty twenty four or twenty three is not too bad of results. Um, yeah, especially when you were as high up as fourteenth at some point. Yeah. So yeah, and you know like. I know, I understand, like, I'm uh, pretty well in the mud. Um, we'll talk later about Millville coming up soon. Yes, sir. Um, we'll talk about that. But I know I know that uh, I'm pretty well in the mud, and I enjoy riding mud. I always have my whole amateur career. And, uh, yeah, so the debut went really good. Um, I definitely opened up. Like, I know that I talked to some – my filmer talked to some people, and they were communicating in the film world and the film stuff, saying, who's this, you know, 290 290- 291 kid i thought it was a chick at first like you know they're all making jokes and stuff about the hair but now like my reputation is the hair like uh you know just like steve mathis said like the hair is majestic oh it is it's uh like of course maybe this isn't a uh a very uh relatable thing for most americans but it, it, it up here in canada that hair is like hockey hair that's 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 the the hair that's usually flowing out out the uh the locks and uh, uh, out of the helmet when you're flying down the wing, uh, coming in on the goaltender, and that's why I appreciate it the most. And uh, yeah, um, you've definitely been turning heads. You've got um, you've you've been turning heads like crazy, and uh, just watching you progress through the season, uh, passing guys, moving up through the field, 
coming back from bad starts, having good starts and making the best of it, uh, rolling into the 2019 season. Uh, we did our preview pod, and we counted up to 21 guys who were in some way getting full-blown factory support from the OEMs. Um, and, and, and to be inside that top 20 without that sort of support, especially in the 250 class where bike is sort of everything, and not, 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 not say everything, but it's, it's, it's a whole lot more important than it is in the 450 class, for you to be doing what you're doing and doing it on a consistent basis, um, it's got to be a huge feather in your cap. It's got to make you feel good and keep pushing forward. And on top of that, you've also got uh, a pretty infectious personality. You don't take yourself super serious as far as like kind of the entertainment side of things, as as far as I can tell. Like you're, you, you can like you, you kind of get that like uh, I'm gonna put blue steel on, but I'm still gonna laugh at myself at the very same time. Uh, sort of speak. Yeah. So that that's uh, uh, that's a skill in and of itself. There's a lot of guys who uh, they can do that like kind of sultry look where they're all serious, but then they 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 take themselves that serious, and uh, it's tough to uh, have some fun with them on a conversation or something like that. So how do you play both sides of that coin? Um, being able to to train hard, work hard during the week, put in the results, but then also uh, have a smile ear to ear and making it look like being a professional motocross racer is actually a fun job to have because that can't be said about all of your competitors. Yeah, no, like uh, it's definitely it's definitely two sided. Um, I have a lot of fun. Uh, I love what I do. I'm 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 happy that I can call this like my job or my life or my career because I know there's a lot of people that wish they could do what we do and uh there's a lot of people that wish they had the talent that we have or the the uh what's the word I'm looking for but like I believe that I believe like whenever I was younger I'll just go from this when I was younger I wasn't the kid that was looked at to go far in the sport I was looked at to go somewhere else in sports and and um whenever I was 14 years old I <clears throat> started training full-time uh moved out to a training facility and then we're say we're gonna go all in. So I made it to Loretta's my first year ever in 2014. I got 37. Second year I got ninth and tenth. And so it it doesn't really like I don't have as much talent as everybody says I do. I'm more of the kid that was just nothing but hard work. And uh, I love the saying that hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard because it's a proven fact that there's a lot of kids that have factory rides and they don't work as hard, and that talent's running out, and so are those rides. They're leaving. They're going away, and there's kids like myself, Moran's, um, and I use Moran's as a lot of example. I used him on the Pulp Show because we, us two, we work hard. We don't give up. We we, we grind until the finish, and that's just we have heart. Like, uh, there's a lot of kids that don't have heart, and like you said, you know, um, there's two sides of this story. And we train, or myself, I'm talking about myself, I train six or five five days a week, two, one off day, then race one day. So I train five days a week, um, <clears throat> and I just know that the harder I work, the better my results will be. And whenever I live at a lake house with my personal trainer, um, Kelly Smith, the whole Smith family, and whenever I leave the uh, QMR to come home, it's fun. I have fun. I go ride my jet ski. We go surf. I go uh, fishing. We do everything. So it's not like uh, I'm living full time at the training facility and I'm just, you know, doing nothing. I'm not having fun because I'm. I make sure I have fun because if there's no fun, then what's the purpose? There's totally. not really a purpose. Yeah. No. And and training and can so, be fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Training is fun too. Like uh, like me and my buddies, we all train together. 
Um, I don't just like set aside everybody. I train with the whole group. Uh, we work on different things, obviously, but we have fun during training. We have fun. We have fun with everything. Um, I just want to say like, when I get to the track, I'm always, always smiling. Even if I had a bad qualifying or a bad first photo, I know that, um, I'm walking away healthy, happy, and I got, I got what I wanted to get done, done. And I also, I'm still making, like, uh, if you look at my results other than last weekend, every single race has been a progression. There's only been one, one moto, I believe that wasn't, or one weekend that wasn't good. And it was high point because I was pretty sick. I just, I had a uh, new suspension, new uh, motor, new, every, everything was new. I just wasn't used to the setup. And so, um, it was just a struggle that weekend, but other than that weekend, every weekend has been a good weekend and a progression weekend. And when I, whenever I'm on the gate, me and my mechanic talk a little bit. Some people walk up to me, like uh, Dan Truman walk up to me and he said, this is your moto kid. Uh, go have fun <laughs> and just ride like you know how to ride. And there, then the second moto, he walked up and said some other couple things too, but like, what happened at Millville, it, it wasn't my fault. That was a uh, freak accident. No doubt. And if I could take that, if I could take that back, I know that that definitely turned, it didn't just turn my head. <laughs> it turned a lot of people's heads. And I know a lot of people in the industry uh, saw that. And I was blessed with all the feedback I got from people. And, you know, all the people that were, they were worried about me and worried about my health. And, and I feel like we're, we're getting closer to being 100% healthy. Um, I did, I did have some symptoms last weekend, um, that I was kind of struggling with. I just didn't feel like myself. I, it's not, I'm not having like headaches or uh, neck injuries. I'm just, I got to get back to that, uh, that flow. Getting back into the flow uh, of, uh, of putting down some pretty impressive rides weekend after weekend after weekend. And you've been doing that consistently. What would, what uh, did you do in uh, this, uh, quote unquote, two week break to, uh, refocus yourself Get a little bit of uh, of, of much needed R and R, uh, and and basically put uh, your head down and focus on the, uh, the this this last quarter of the season, the last three nationals of the of the year, which uh, are somewhat closer for you, I guess, not so Millville, but or not Millville, uh, Unadilla. The other two are somewhat a little bit closer to you than uh, the rest of the nationals. Of course, uh, Millville and uh, uh, Washougal are quite the trek for you. Yeah, um, Washougal, we, so we flew, we've been flying to a lot of them. We drove yeah. to four nationals, we flew to the rest. Uh, the whole Washougal up in, uh, I believe it was either Oregon or Washington, um, it was a struggle all weekend. Uh, it, the dirt was a struggle, the track was a struggle. Uh, I couldn't find the flow. I wasn't myself. I didn't feel like myself. Um, suspension struggle, everything, the whole weekend was a struggle. And those are days that um that you may count the most you can you know what i mean um we didn't gain no points um we were lucky luckily we left there healthy because i took a couple really hard falls uh some slams but now that we're moving back towards the east ish coast uh, i know it's more north but still like the east side the dirt's better dirt suits my style me and ben lemay were talking a lot about unadil and he told me today uh we were doing some motos today and he said, I got a good, uh, I got a good, uh, plan for you for like, you know, deliver and go walk the track and stuff. And I feel like this track really will suit your style. Uh, I'm more on the back of the bike, kind of wide open kind of guy. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I've never been 
to uh, the last, these last three I've never been to. So I'm looking forward to adapting to the track quickly, um, trying everything out and just uh, having overall a good weekend. So. Absolutely. No, you're putting yourself in a good position to be successful here. Uh, I, I imagine that a lot of these racetracks uh, you're seeing for the first time, obviously being from the, from Central, uh, a few races out, out West that you hadn't uh, raced before, a few races that you uh, out East that you haven't been to either. Um, so that, that presents itself another challenge that uh, like you yourself are uh, have had to encounter. Uh, how, do you, how do you exactly uh, tackle that? How do you go ahead... And, um, like every single weekend mastering these new tracks, basically you guys get a wheels on the ground lap to, uh, to check things out and then it's full go. And, uh, you only have so much time to throw down those laps, uh, to get something really special happen. Uh, so how do you go about doing that? Yeah. So, um, it's actually, it's actually kind of hard. Uh, I, I wish that we had the setup. Uh, like the Euros do. I wish that we had a 30-minute time qualifying session um, or at least like two 20-minute time qualifying sessions because our, our first qualifying session is only 10 minutes and that's after we get done with the one, the roll lap. So once the one, you know, the roll lap's over, you're, you're going straight into a qualifying and then the second one you do five minutes of starts and then 10 minutes again. So you only have a total of 20 minutes, 10 ah. separate sessions. So it's hard because if you want to pull into the pits and, you know, like not rush and like uh, check, check things on your suspension or do uh, bars or levers or anything, you're, you lost, there goes like two laps right there or a lap right there. So it's so hard to, um, to like uh, be prepared and just knock it out whenever uh, everything's going by so fast. Um, so that's the hardest part, honestly, once you're qual- that's why, um, a few of my qualifying positions haven't been the best. Um, but the motos have turned around and been a lot better. I know myself, the last three nationals, all the way back, all the way back to, uh, Florida, my fastest lap times were on the last lap of qualifying. Actually, my bad, Colorado, I threw down a fort, I qualified 13th. And it was on the last lap, and I was the third person from crossing the finish line. And so, like, I was literally one of the last pers- last people to cross the finish line. I threw down 13th or 13th, 14th fastest lap time in that's, the second qualifying session. That's impressive, especially uh, coming through in the clutch when you need to have that fast lap. So let's talk about training. Let's talk about uh, training the body to make that pro debut and, and withstand an entire uh, outdoor regime. Uh, what are some of the things that you like to do? You'd mentioned making uh, training fun by doing uh, lots of different things out there. You hop on the boat, you go on the wakeboard, this, that, and the other thing. Um, what is it you like to do to, uh, to stay fit? Uh, what are some of the things that you, that, that you still do that maybe aren't your favorite things to stay fit? And, uh, and, how, and how do you go about it? Because um, this is a really important part of the, the, the professional side. All of you guys are fast, but really what it comes down to more often than not, it's uh, how, like the, just the amount of time you guys can just go that same speed. It's not, it's not that you can do a two-minute lap time. Is it, can you do a two-minute lap time when the track is beat down and you're 30 minutes into a second moto, can you still do it? And you guys, and you've certainly shown that having been able to pick off some guys late in motos. Uh, there's been a, uh, and you and Moran's actually have been able to uh, get either get the better of each other or move past a couple of guys late in the motos. How do you manufacture that fitness? And what are some of the, your favorite things to do? So I'll just start off with like off season trainings. 
um, just we're going to talk about like off the bike and then we'll talk about on the bike. Yes, off season training, like off the bike, we've been we've been doing a lot of uh, like uh, weights, uh, CrossFit style, um, high heart rate stuff like that. And then lately, I've been going into a lot more cardio since my the the uh, the weights and the muscle and all that's been there. So now I'm just kind of breaking all that down and um, just cardio only lately and i feel like it's been helping me throughout the like later on in the moto where i'm super tired or if i get to like a tired point i still have that little extra to pull through if it's two laps one lap uh five minutes you know whatever it is so i feel like i've been i've been doing like a lot of running um a couple of us we went on this uh nine mile run on a thursday right before i left to go to um redbud and it was pretty fun uh, I know that it that kind of that kind of style really helped me because I mean shoot Redbud was probably the most impressive ride I've done this season so far coming from dead last twice and then not only getting points but coming to get points falling and then getting one one position short so my my uh, fitness is definitely there I come off the track and yeah I mean we're all tired we've been out there for thirty. 35-ish minutes and on the roughest track in the United States, I mean, shoot, we're all going to be tired, but it just comes down to, like like you said, what we've been doing to prepare ourselves, and so that's what I've been doing for uh, working out-wise. Off the bike is car- uh, CrossFit and then cardio on the like road bike and running. Uh, we do a little bit of rowing and uh, ski erg and stuff like that as well, and then on the bike, pretty much um, – we do one day of sprints and then two days of uh, 30s plus two and then a uh, uh, 40 plus one. So that's kind of like what we do off the bike or on the bike. I mean, oh. and we've been doing that for a few months now. Hey, Big MX listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out these commercials, support our sponsors. We'll be right back to the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Big MX listeners. Let's talk a little bit about Sick Wicks Candles. Sickwix is the small business that you may not have heard of so far, and that's why they're on the show right now. That's why we need to get you informed. Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from, and the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The Morning Moto smells like coffee. The Privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you got to check them out. They're motocross dedicated and uh, they, they, they burn nice and clean. They got that wood wick that sounds awesome. It, it pops and crackles just like a real fire. And uh, it's going to make your garage smell better. It's going to make your living room smell better. And if you take them into the bedroom, don't tell me about it, but enjoy it. You're going to love these candles, and you can find them at sickwicks.com. Head there right now. Enjoy them, and you're going to love them. Absolutely. Check them out. Only recently have the health benefits of CBD products been acknowledged by the masses. CBD is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past, we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality, purity tests are done extremely frequently, 
and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1, and the full array of market-leading products. Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima racing oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.maximausa.com. Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming, and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateer's racing program throughout the day. I'm talking pre-race strategy, filming practice sessions, talking about the racetrack, meeting the riders, getting cool swag, getting to hang out with guys like Dave Drakes, getting to hang out with guys like me at the track. It's an awesome program, and the money goes right back to the privateers. You're actually supporting their racing program, and you get a really cool experience. Check it out, Google. The Collective Experience... First thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can like Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, the Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there, great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience, a proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio podcast. What's up, Big MX Radio listeners? I can't thank you enough for listening to this episode of the Big MX Radio podcast. It means so much to me that you guys would take time out of your day to listen to the podcast. Hopefully you're entertained. Hopefully you guys find some information that you didn't already get from another podcast. And uh, if you guys have any requests whatsoever on content you'd like to see on the Big MX Radio podcast, please send me either a direct message on Instagram. If you're not already following, I hope you do. It's bradgebhart88 on Instagram. And you can also find me via email, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Hit me up in the DMs. And uh, thank you again for listening to these uh, really important commercials. Uh, We do our best to uh, plug our sponsors. And I hope that you guys support our sponsors like Medterra CBD as well as uh, Maxima Racing Oils and uh, Fly Racing is coming on soon and uh, really looking forward to that. So thanks again for listening to the Big MX Radio podcast. Garrett, Dale, all all my good friends that are listening, I really appreciate you guys uh, making the time to listen to the podcast and uh, thanks again and uh, let's get back to the show. Well that's a pretty heavy load to be putting on yourself of, of, of course once you're in that uh, people, people who do train, people that don't train, uh, would, would actually come to find out that, uh, when you do put yourself under that sort of load, especially if you do it regularly, uh, your body actually, uh, basically reaches a state of what's called homeostasis, which is basically a, just a general term for getting back to neutral. Whereas you're actually able to, uh, 
Like your body will adjust to make that the new normal of what you're asking of your body and it gives that to you by supplying the, the right amount of fuel and the right amount of how it burns energy to make that a possibility. It's oh, up to sure. you to continuously uh, raise the bar and continue to challenge yourself. You, you, you certainly have been able to do that uh, in your, uh, your young career. Um, so with that, I ask you, what do you need to work on? What is it that Zane Merritt can do so that this time next year, rather than talking about uh, weekends where you don't score points, we talk about the weekends where you're in the top 10 or talk about, the, about a, a season that doesn't have any motos outside the top 20 uh, as long as you uh, uh, kept it on two wheels. In fact, there's been more than a couple of motos this year where you've actually gone down and still stayed inside the top 20, which is impressive in and of itself. But what is it you need to work on? What are some, some of the drills that you work on week to week? Um, and also, um, if someone would look at your average start position, they would probably already know that uh, you also need to work on some starts to get yourself into a, a good position on a regular basis. What are some of the things that you need to work on, Zane? You said yourself right there. I need to. Uh, I I need to work on quit falling and being a little bit smoother. Um, that's that's the main thing that Kyle Regal and uh, Zach Mashburn and my trainers and my uh, personal trainers. They've all my, we've, my mechanic. Everybody. We've all been working on it lately. Uh, when I thought that it was working out, I had that pretty bad accident at Millville, but that's, that's the only thing I feel like I really need to work heavy on is, um, the smoothness, the smoothness, because, um, I just keep falling and it's the smallest mistakes. Like, uh, it's not even like, like super, super bad mistakes either. It's just the smallest ones, like the front wheel coming out, washing or coming in the corner a little too hot and blowing through and washing or the back end not setting in a rut and sliding out it's little bitty mistakes like that that cost me big time because when you fall when you fall early in a race it's super hard to get back on the bike and going because when you fall you got 30 guys you got 20 guys they're all coming at you they they run you over they hit your bike or you have a lot going on so it's super hard to get back and then once you're behind them it takes it takes out that extra energy and so that's why if you look at like you said my stats on my starts and everything if i if the day when i got a good start i finished good millville i got a eighth place start and i finished 13th um i was running eighth the whole moto until i made a few mistakes on the last two laps crashing about five times uh, going way to go by the way going back really far um so other than that i mean if I get a good start, I finish good. Even even though I get a bad start, I still finish, you know, what I call as good as being a rookie. Um, it's still good. So next year and going on to Supercross, we're just going to work on fine-toning fine -toning a couple things, but mainly staying off the ground. Fair enough. Staying off the ground is key, especially if you want to have those consistent good results. Do yourself a favor by keeping it on two wheels. But then, of course, there's the rage's edge of sort of uh, losing that uh, that that sort of what makes your style your style and the, the speed that you've cultivated uh, what it is by uh, by you, you wouldn't want to uh, totally abandon some of the things that have gotten you to where you're at. You want to maybe uh, like clean 
clean certain things up, but also uh, keep that uh, oh, yeah. uh, off, off the back of the bike, uh, twist in the throttle until she breaks uh, s- sort of mentality. Um, and I hope that this incident from Millville didn't uh, hurt that beautiful, beautiful face of yours, uh, because I understand that it wasn't stitches, uh, but uh, uh, maybe some glue to keep uh, the, the, the skin together. Um, I think your, your modeling career, in addition to motocross, uh, is, uh, is dependent on uh, you continuing to have that pretty face of yours. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, uh, that crash, it didn't mess up. I got like a little scar that goes into my hairline on my forehead, but ah, you're good. it's nothing that's super noticeable. I normally wear hats, so it covers it up anyways, and and um, everything else is good. My lips, everything, um, the swelling went back down. I busted my lips, and then I cut myself on the forehead. That's really it. I was pretty sore the next day. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't. I couldn't even get out of bed. I was just like, I'm just going to chill in bed unless I can go to the bathtub and just take an ice bath, which I, we take ice baths probably three times a week, um, just to let the body recover the muscles and everything. Cause Good job. you know, it's, it's hard on, it's, it's hard what we do. And so, um, yeah, so just re just trying to get recovered up and everything after that incident was a struggle. Um, not including our flights getting canceled. So us trying to get home proper time, would have been a lot better um, on the recovery side. That way I could have gone to the Cairo therapy and just, you know, started instantly recovering where I had to wait a couple of days in advance. So, and then um, what was, you mentioned one more thing in that. I forgot. Um, well, I, I more or less mentioned the, uh, uh, I, I don't actually fully remember exactly what I, I asked you about. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, with, uh, getting hit in the face, obviously uh, in, in your head, uh, you don't want to have that. Um, you didn't. You didn't end up getting getting stitches. Uh, having a scar near the hairline, not too much of a uh, big deal because you've usually got a humble bee hat uh, covering uh, uh, at least part of that uh, that mane of hair you've got. And uh, but actually, before we go too far, I, I wanted to uh, mention. And obviously, this podcast is also uh, sponsored by Sickwix Candles. And I go off for about two or three minutes each podcast about how awesome these candles are. My girlfriend steals half of them out of my house, uh, and uh, the, that's why her, her house smells so good half the time. Uh, I love using them. They're awesome. I, I just love having a candle going in the house uh, most of the time anyway. Uh, just it helps get the uh, uh, motocross bag slash hockey uh, equipment smell out of my apartment. But you yourself are also sponsored by, uh, by, by Sickwix Candles, and you even have your own candle, which is super cool, by the way. Uh, so maybe yeah. rather than me just like blathering on about how cool candles are, uh, maybe give you an opportunity, uh, on, on a podcast to, uh, to give maybe a little bit of sponsor love to, uh, my buddy, uh, who, uh, to own sick wicks that, uh, they're nice enough to come on for 2019 for uh big MX radio podcast. And they're also a sponsor of Zane Merritt. Yeah, no, uh, sick wicks is awesome. Uh, he helped me out a lot. Um, he also sponsored, not only does he sponsor me, he sponsored my YouTube channel. Nice. Uh, Zane Merritt 29 on YouTube. Yes. He, um, Let's he talk about that. Sponsoring that. And then, <clears throat> and then um, it was super cool. He, I messaged him <clears throat> asking if I could get some candles just to show at the races and show in the shop, the race shop and just have them at the pit, have them at the house, always post them up, stuff like that. Cause that's what I do with, I'm really good at um, I'm my market. I don't, like uh, I make sure that I market myself with my sponsors really good because I know in the industry later on everything social media. So yes, he sir. gave me an opportunity to kind of do like a collab with him. And so he made me my own 
uh, Rasta Lion ZTM uh, faction, which is my uh, one of my biggest clothing sponsorship that I'm partnered up with as well, that sponsors YouTube and myself and my career. And um, they both gave me this super sick collab and made the sickest candle ever that KFC Designs kind of like made the logo. And they all they all three worked together to make this thing just a killer image. And then he sent me a, a few of them and a bunch of them. And he's like, hey, you could do whatever you want. If you want to give them out, give them out. If you want to sell them to help uh, some extra side cash get into the races or, you know, paying for paying for whatever you need to pay for. And I was super appreciative of it. And I didn't sell any of them. I gave them out to all my friends. I gave them to some – I do everything for the kids, really. So I gave some to some kids or their parents if the kids are young. Um, I just I just want to be – you know, I want to be a kid that's like looked up to and that's um, that's good for the future because I know the little kids is the future. Just like when I was a little kid, I looked up to a lot of these pros, so I know that they look up to us. So, you know, after the races, I'm trying I'm trying my hardest to give stuff away, but it's hard as a privateer because it's not like uh, next week and you're promised everything. So, yes, sir, and, and you you yourself are, and this is what I was talking about off air when I mentioned and on Twitter when I mentioned uh, you're one of the best interviews in the sport because you get it. You understand uh, how to over-service the account in that you value your sponsors. You're not too cool to give them the proper plugs and the appreciation. You've got a laundry list of sponsors, and I'll, I'll likely give you an opportunity to list them off at the tail end of this podcast. Um, but uh, that's maybe something that is, uh, as in, in addition to the hair, in addition to the personality, that's the X factor that uh, really helps you, Zane Merritt, turn the heads and, and show people that uh, there's more to you than just the speed on the motorcycle and the, the off the back of the bike style and all the speed in the world. There's also a very human aspect to it. There's a uh, uh, like sort of that uh, that first day feel when you go to the go to a pro national for the first time and your eyes are as wide as saucers when you're looking at all these pro bikes and the pro riders and this that and the other thing. Um, in a way, you totally still understand where that's coming from. I feel like in a, in a way you're also still there yourself and the and the fact that uh, you see the uh, the the factory rigs as not only somewhere where you should be but one some way where you aspire to be one day um but also you, you look backward towards these kids who uh, to really do value even just like if you were to give them like a fist bump uh as uh, or, or a wave when you when you go over a jump like i believe it was dave villeman in one of the great outdoors uh said like you 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 ride past a kid and you wave to him and you make his day and that that can last with a kid as long as it as long as somebody races, you know what I mean? If there was ever a, 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 a pro that was cool to you when you were growing up, of course, you've got a lot of fast guys that down in Texas to look up to. Um, I, that's one of the cool things about you is you really get it and you over-service those accounts. And I think that's why so all of your sponsors uh, really do love supporting you just because there's a lot of guys out there that get a sponsor, they get some free stuff. And then that's basically it, and, and that's why you see those guys changing sponsors every single year because uh, this, that that appreciation <clears throat> communication is not there. That's a long sort of convoluted way to say you're really good at what you do, Zane. No, I appreciate it, and I know that um, whenever I'm heading to the track and and when I'm leaving the track, I know I always see fans and uh, kids, and they don't. Not everybody knows who I am. I'm not obviously. I uh, if I'm a Yes, I'm a top runner when I get a good start, but I'm not consistently up there. So I'm more of the, not the mid pack, but right outside the top ten ish kind of kind of guy right now. 
and um, I always try my hardest to like give everybody high fives or have my hand out. It's it's hard sometimes, but the sad part is I see a lot of people just they cruise right on by. They don't even pay attention or they're mad or whatever. No matter how mad you are, you can't ever act like that in this industry because those the kids and adults and everybody outside or even sponsors or team managers they see that and so when they see you acting like that or doing anything like that they're you know you could, you could be the fastest man on the planet but if you like uh if you don't care about the industry or care about the sport or who keeps the sport alive the fans is what pays for us to go racing and stuff you know in the long run if you're not doing nothing like that then you're not you're not really worth it in the sport and i always try when kids walk up and our parents walk up out after the races and they come to the TBJ rig. They're always saying, you know, can I get this? Can I get that? And if I can't get something out, like I'll, you know, I do my hardest to see what I can do or give them posters or stickers or whatever, or sign like uh, last weekend I had this, this dude, <clears throat> you probably saw it on my Instagram story or my Twitter. Yeah. He bought a white t-shirt. He put merit 291 on it and walked around all weekend in a, white t-shirt that cost like 99 cents or a dollar and had my number and my name on it and then at the end of the weekend he or at the end of the races after all day was over he came over and asked for a photo and asked me to sign it and that right there made my whole weekend and um so things like that things like that's what makes you know a heart grow more and good for this industry because i've talked to a lot of people like dejan alfie at loretta's one year he's like these kids walked up to him like hey are you, you know the weekend's over do you have any extra stuff we can you can give out and he's like yeah i'll give you some of this stuff and he's like that right there is what's going to keep this industry growing is helping the kids and so i mean i look up to dave janolfi for sure for for everything he's done for me and and uh there's just a list of people i look up to for sure you've got you've got uh with all great athletes with all the great people you you'll find a great mentor uh leading the way um who are some of the guys that uh that you see at the track that you you, you try and give them some tip or you, you want to uh sort of surround yourself with good people obviously uh um down in Texas there's plenty of guys that are going fast who is it that you really surround yourself with to uh to try and push those lap times as well as uh, just po- push that positive <clears throat> energy yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just gonna say like one or two kids. Like our whole, our whole training facility is. They just got back from the Reds and everyone killed it. They're all top notch riders in the, the United States right now. Like they, there's literally, there's no one that didn't do bad. They all did all, they did awesome. And like uh, Matthew Curler and Alex Vessel, uh, Sean Calderon, like we all, we all do motos every day together. And then whenever I do my long motos, me, Ben LeMay, um, hard traff, we all ride together and do longer motos. But whenever we're just battling with these kids and sometimes, you know, we'll pull them off and we'll talk to them like, uh, Lane Allison, he's a fighter for sure. And play quick. And just like, there's a list that goes on. Uh, we had, a, we had a few kids in the 50 class and the 65 class that are like little kids. And, you know, we'll go out there days and help them out. Um, they won some championships. Uh, Caden Dundee, like his second year ever going to Loretta's and he won a championship and uh, he almost won two titles actually so uh, we have a bunch of kids that just won some championships and there there's some fighters uh, a kid that a kid that definitely showed his talent this weekend or my bad last weekend at Loretta's was uh, Larry Reyes um, J.R. Reyes he killed it he worked he's been working really really hard um, on this off season and training with me uh, training with my pers- or our personal trainer Kelly, so uh, he did really good. He uh, he got a couple podiums and then a fourth overall, so that was really good. 
Absolutely. Lots of success going on down there. Uh, so Zane, last three rounds of the outdoors and then uh, probably uh, a somewhat busy uh, off season, of course, for motocross races, especially uh, privateers. There is no real off season. There's still money races to hit and this, that and the other thing. So uh, what are some of your goals that you've got for yourself down the stretch here uh, for the last three rounds and, and then moving into uh, uh, the quote unquote off season where uh, I'm sure you'll still be pretty busy twisting the throttle and doing your thing yeah so we'll just start off with the last three rounds um my goal is you know consistently finishing the top 20 uh would like to get a couple top 15 if not better finishes uh moto finishes uh we just want to rack up some more points keep keep us just, just uh be healthy i just want to finish off my rookie season healthy and um happy because i mean it's been going super good uh, i'm blessed with how the whole season's gone, honestly, and um, that I got enough people behind me that are helping me be able to um, pursue my dream. Because, I mean, the, the plug could be pulled tomorrow, so you never you never know. And um, that's just the goal, honestly, is just to be healthy and finish off this outdoor season strong. Uh, we're gonna take a little break um, for off season. Obviously, uh, my goal is to race East Coast if West Coast if necessary, but East Coast is my goal. So I don't. I won't start back up until around middle of February is whenever I start back. And so that my bad. that's when the next race, like, um, you know, AMA Supercross race will be for me. I already right. have all my pro points. But, uh, yeah, I'm for sure going to be doing a, a bunch of money races. That's the, <laughs> that's the only way for me to be able to go race still. Um, but we're going to take a little break. I need to let the body heal, uh, recover, and then um, we'll just start going – pretty hard in the supercross because i uh like i told you earlier in this podcast i didn't have a uh i didn't have a expectation to have a faster ride going into a uh, rookie season as being that underdog which i'm still that underdog i know i have a name for myself now but um going into supercross i'm still going to be that underdog nobody really knows what i could do in supercross so i'm glad that i'm that underdog to showcase my ability and go out there swinging because uh we're gonna we're gonna leave with a factory ride. Within this year, we're gonna leave with with a factory ride. We already have we already have managers talking about me, and so that's that's good confidence boost, and that helps me out a lot. And um, we're ready, so I got the heart. There you go, my friend. Heart of a lion. This kid is just moving forward, and uh, and like I said from the very beginning, making noise in the 250 class, uh, and and will not go unnoticed in 2019 and going forward. Um, that being said, uh, like, where was I going to go? Oh, uh, you'd mentioned you're, you're going to take some time to let the body heal. You're gonna you're gonna take some R and R. Obviously, you might have gotten a little bit of that this last weekend or this last couple of days while you were uh, maybe getting on the boat a little bit. Uh, but uh, when when you're not training your butt off, when you're not twisting the throttle, throwing the bike all kinds of sideways, and flipping the hair uh, over your shoulder before uh, uh, throwing the helmet on. What does Zane Merritt like to do? What do you watch? Like, if you do watch TV, what do you watch? Uh, what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, like, what what's, what sort of stuff are you into, man? Like, uh, you, you like with the with the looks, the hair, and the whole pro motocross thing. You probably have a girlfriend. She probably makes you watch um, television series that you maybe don't, don't entirely like watching, but you have to watch them anyway. What's that situation like for you? Yeah, no. Um... I'll tell you, uh, Zane Merritt likes to go surfing. He likes to ride his jet ski. 
he likes to be on the river and the lake, uh, I like hanging it. out with his best friends. And um, we just, you know, I've never really been into uh, anything wild other than just staying with my family and my friends. And uh, I can tell you, I'm going to be doing a lot of surfing. I've had a couple of professional surfers down in uh, Austin, Texas, and in Dallas, Texas, some wakeboarders and surfers that hit me up. And they uh, they stay in contact with me. They watch all my Instagram stuff, and they watch all my um, YouTube stuff, and they know – they know what I like to do and how everything's been going. So I, it's pretty cool to have the opportunity to go surf with a couple of professional surfers. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. You know, maybe even bring a, um, maybe even bring a surf company into the industry. Who knows? So I definitely like to do that. Um, TV wise, I watch some MTV, some uh, ridiculousness, stuff like that. Okay. I don't really get on TV too much. I'm more on uh, social media, YouTube. I watch a bunch of music on YouTube. I like some country stuff, uh, R&B, some uh, old school rap, a little bit of new school. Um, I don't know. Uh, I really, what I just like to do is I just like to surf, honestly. Like if okay. I could, if if it wasn't motocross and I found surfing, I, that would be, I would go all out and put my heart into surfing and, and try to be a legend or the greatest or do something in surfing because I, uh, you know, I got the Cali hair. I got the surfer hair already. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And uh, the hair is checked it, in. It's just fun. Like, yeah, that, that adrenaline rush on a surfboard, it just, it gets me going just like Moto does. And that's why I have so much fun with it. So I'm de- definitely be doing a lot of weightboarding and surfing. Um, I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, so that's, that's all I really got to say about that. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, that, with that being said, like, honestly, like, um, that the hair, the personality, the that smile, like, like I'm not gonna crush on you right now, but you're pretty unstoppable right now, Zane. Like it's, I don't know if you, I don't know if any guy has any business going like, like maybe they can get like, like, uh, um, courtesy kills, uh, like, like, you know, like they're like maybe guys just like latch on to you as like they're getting like their secondary kills off of like the girls that you that you 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 don't end up with uh at, at some point but like you you must be uh um quite uh quite a, a ladies man I, I must say i appreciate it um <laughs> yeah i just you know trying to stay focused but so, yeah. yeah right now we're uh we're training and we're staying focused uh i'm not gonna lie to you i uh i go out with my friends and you know we don't go to like no clubs or that we just go hang out at the movies with some mm-hmm. chicks and yeah. We all go surfing together, and we go on the boat and stuff like that. So, like I told you from the get go, I wasn't. I'm not like a wild child, honestly. I just, uh, I got, I got something that I got to get done, and and then whenever you get done, then you you have fun afterwards. So, um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I ain't got no, I ain't got no comment on that. Ah, he's bashful. So, uh, That's can't, okay. Can't, That's can't okay. make no one. You know, can't cross too many toes on the, the girl side. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, with that, I I appreciate you making some time for us here on the podcast. Took a little bit more time than I had promised, but it was a great conversation, and I really enjoyed talking with you uh, on this beautiful Tuesday evening here. Uh, I'm up here in in Winnipeg. You're down south in Texas, uh, and looking forward to uh, to heading out to Unadilla this weekend. I wish you the best of luck with that. Now's the time for that impressive list of sponsors you have. I know it's a mile long. I know you've got it off the top of your head, or at least have uh, uh, your back fender in front of you to read off of. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and give us, uh, give us that list that's ever-growing. 
always impressive and uh, likely going to be uh, even more impressive in 2020 when uh, more people want to jump on the Zane Merritt bandwagon. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, first off, I want to give it up to you for uh, inviting me and, and hosting me on the, the uh, podcast at uh, Big MX Radio. Like, that's, that's awesome itself. And then uh, I just want to give it to the Lord Jesus Christ for keeping me safe. Uh, Jeff Quick, my dad, the whole QMR training facility, Kyle Regal, Zach Mashburn, Dana Quick, um, Kelly, my personal trainer, my grandma, Sean Weiser, Dan Truman, and Git, Wiz Khalifa, Mafia, Sick Wicks, Sick Wicks, <clears throat> excuse me, Lap Kings, my mechanic Dalton, then my other mechanic Ta- uh, Taylor helps me out, TM Construction, Fly, TBJ, Pirelli, Scott, Faction, TJ Cycle, Humblebee, FMF, um, Tamer, Fuel, Mika, REP, Suspension. We've been doing a lot of work lately with um, Mark Johnson, Bell, Nihilo, EVS Sports, DSC Construction, Collision Media, Risk Racing, Asterix, Colton at Passion Mex. I, uh, I noticed that he's helping out the show and stuff, too. He makes some killer butt patches. Yes, sir. Uh, last weekend, I ran some on the 2020 Fly Gear. This weekend, I'll be running some new ones. Definitely going to have to uh, talk to some people about getting some photos and stuff because we're for hire. You'll see it this weekend. Yeah. Um, wrist racing. Just bug Brown Dog. Honestly, I'm going to text every- Brown Dog Wilson. I'll get him to get some pictures of you. Yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, I know he helps out TBJ and stuff already with some photos, but uh, if we could get some butt patch photos, not only would it help me out, but it also helped out Patch the Mix because Colton's a great guy. Uh, love the guy a lot, man. He's awesome. He helped. He's He's got a great heart for the sport and great heart for the kids and everybody. And and um, I just couldn't thank him enough for he's going. He goes out of his ways just to help me. Like shoot, he showed up in Colorado and surprised me with butt patches, and I was like, no way, dude. And then he sewed them on right there. He had a sewer and everything. It was so sick. Um, so yeah, that's just that's the crew and everybody that I didn't mention. You know, like just I couldn't be more thankful for everybody that had my corner. So. Absolutely, man. Like I said, that's an impressive list and it's overgrowing for you. Uh, really appreciate you making the time on the podcast. Like I said earlier in the, in this show, if you're not already following Zane Merritt 29 on Instagram or following along on his vlog, you need to go do so. He's, he, you can find him on YouTube or on the, on Instagram. And you're also very active on Twitter. Uh, so go ahead, guys, follow Zane and, uh, and support his sponsors. The more they support, you support his sponsors, the more they can support him. So, uh, continue to do that. Zane, this has been a huge pleasure for me to have you on the podcast. You're a very well-spoken young man, and uh, I think you're going to be very successful in the sport of motocross, at least I hope so. So uh, with that, I really appreciate you you, you coming on, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do this again sometime, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Shoot me a call after the season or before Supercross, and we can talk again. Yes, sir. Looking forward to chatting with you around uh, uh, Ironman time. Don't hang up. Just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.